Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Conscious Athlete. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, whatever time of day you guys are listening into this. It's been an interesting week here at uh, The Conscious Athlete, putting together some pretty good content for you guys to uh, try to get the best out of your training and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, try to get a little bit more out of yourselves as people and that stuff will be coming soon. Um, but today our podcast is going to be focused a little bit more on, uh, the mental aspect of sports in general. We're going to talk a little bit about what it takes to be a great athlete, mentally speaking. Um, not so much worried about physical attributes at this particular time. We'll, we'll, we'll dive deeper into that, another podcast in another podcast, tongue-tied this morning, geez. Um, but um, when I was uh, coming up as an athlete, uh, I always had a pretty good um, way of keeping a level head during competition, um, not because I did any training for, for it or anything like that, but just because I didn't take stress as, uh, as, as serious as a lot of people other people did. I kind of went with the flow with a lot of things, but as my age went, as I got older, I should say, um, and the competition became became a little bit more stiff, I found myself getting a lot more anxious before competition uh, than usual, even though nothing had really changed. My 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 performance was increasing as I got older. Uh, so I wasn't, it wasn't that I was losing performance. It was, it was like, I felt like everyone else was getting better. So that kind of little lit a fire under my ass. So I kind of lost my mental edge a little bit because I never, I never trained with it. I never trained to get it better. I never trained to keep it the same. I always just never thought about it. And then one day, uh, one competition. It was a. It was a. It was a competition in the states. Uh, for it was a push pull competition. If anybody out there understands what a push pull competition is, a push pull competition is where you just bench press and you deadlift. Um, I only did the deadlift portion of the of the competition. But the thing with this competition was that it there were multiple other competitions going on across the United States at the same time, and it was like a it was like a national meet, but every single meet had a bunch of their own lifters in it. Uh, and the top three lifters got a prize of uh, a cash prize of, I can't remember the amount, but, it, and, and you got like recognized in like a powerlifting magazine and stuff like that. So it was, it was slightly nerve wracking. Um, so me and my good friend, Barry went down to New York and we competed and I only competed in the depth of portion at this particular time. I was, uh, in my early twenties and I had a decent deadlift for my body weight, um, right around seven fifty. Um, remember th this is all non geared lifting and stuff like that too. So, uh, we go down there and, and, I'm facing men like we're, we're talking about like big dudes who were like who've been doing the sport for so long and i was like this young well i wasn't really young i was i was young compared to them uh, and it was nerve-wracking because i'm not near i'm not in an environment that i'm used to 
traveling X hours to get down there to, to, to both do some refereeing, but at the same time doing um, the competition at the same time. And, and I let it get to me a little bit more than it should have. And the, my, there's a point to the story. I did fairly well. I didn't win. I didn't come in the top three. I came in six out of a total of, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, correctly, out of my weight class, there was 25 total lifters across the states. I came in, I came in six, I believe, if I can remember correctly. So I didn't do as bad as I thought I was going to do. I, but I, But that's the point, is that I had let myself think that I'm going to do bad. Um, I had allowed myself to believe that I didn't belong in a group of lifters that were in, in what would be considered elite status. I believed that there was no rhyme or reason for me to be down there doing this. I just, at, at the first, when I first got asked to do it, I was all excited, but as the date came closer, I began doubting myself even more. It wasn't fear. It was just doubt, which is which is arguably worse than fear. I, I would I would say that it is worse than fear because fear can be a motivator. Um, but doubt, you you're telling yourself that you can't do something when you may very well be just as competent as other people. Um, so the point is is that if you find yourself doubt find yourself doubting yourself take the time to look at your past experiences or past performances and don't not necessarily compare them to others but just take a look at why you're why you think you're doubting yourself is there a real reason to doubt yourself have you proven that you can compete if the case if 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 it's tr if it's true that you can then try to work on focusing on what you're good at and, and stop telling yourself that, oh, these guys or girls are going to beat me and et cetera, et cetera. And they may beat you, but that's not the point. you got to be able to give your 100% effort outside of your brain telling you that you can't do it or you're not going to be even in the same uh, level as these people or whatever the case may be. There's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why you've been asked to do something. There's a reason why you qualified to do something. Don't allow your your mind to take away from all the progress you've made. Moving on to that, uh, moving on from that, um, there's a famous Navy SEAL saying or or motto or mantra called "Embrace the suck," and and it it's just so important for us as athletes to really understand what that means. So my interpretation of it is if you're going to go through hardships and hard training and dieting and, and making sure your food's correct and, and watching game tape and, uh, doing two-a-days and constantly trying to become better at your sport and putting yourself through um, physical, mental, and emotional stressors every single day. Um, what's the point 
in sitting there saying this sucks or I hate this or I wish I was somewhere else when in reality you don't want to be anywhere else. You, you love the, your sport. You just hate the fact that you have to do the things that you're doing to become better at them. Why not, why not flip the switch on it? Take a different take a different viewpoint on it. Take it, take a different mental, um, take a mental break from telling yourself how shit of a time you're having and learn to love it. Learn to embrace it. Uh, ask for more even. Um, I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous, but at the same time, it's important that you, you, you train yourself to enjoy the hardships. Um, there's a, one of the guy, one of the most famous uh, Navy SEALs that's really made a big, really made a big uh, splash recently is David Goggins, and he's a beast. He 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 goes through ultra marathons, running twenty four hours or more, just constantly. And 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 one of his famous quotes is, uh, "If it doesn't suck, we don't do it," because things that suck are the things that are going to change you as a person. The things that you are wanting to quit from the things that you're, you're wanting to get wanting to avoid are the things that are going to change you both physically and mentally. Uh, that's the, that is the, the, the biggest, um, the biggest thing I see in athletes is that they, they are content doing their, typical training, doing the same thing every single week, maybe making some increases here or there and not going the extra mile or asking for more work. Now, the, this brings up an interesting conflict between sports performance and um, mental strength. So a lot of um, sports performance coaches, strength and conditioning coaches, um, are going to say you don't need to work hard in certain areas of your training um, because all it's doing is serving to take away from your ultimate performance. That's a fair argument. There are times in which you don't need to be constantly killing yourself uh, or constantly trying to push the mark uh, in every single training session. That's I'm not arguing that by any stretch of the imagination, but the importance of adding in extremely difficult situations uh, or, or asking your body to go through what I would call crucible experiences, that things that you go into and you come out better or changed. Um, because the human body requ requires these things in terms of we need to be challenged not even from a sport, like forget athlete, athletics, forget um, sports in general. Just as human beings, we need to be challenged on the mental level, um, you know, learning new things or reading. Um, and we need to be challenged on a physical level. Our bodies are meant to be moving. We're meant to be doing hard things. We're meant to be trying to survive in the wild. We're meant to be doing, picking up, moving, walking long distances, uh, traveling in the heat, traveling in the rain, traveling in the snow, uh, you name it, we're supposed to be doing it. I believe uh, as much as 
great things that have come from technology, uh, there are also some downsides to technology. Um, they are basically take there. You're adding too much um, science into things that should just be grit. Uh, now that's that that sounds uneducated, and and to a large point it is. Uh, there is no science really that I can find that measures grit, right? And we all talk about how hard work ethic is important, but the problem is if you keep telling these kids or these young athletes that they don't need to do X, Y, or Z in order to get better, they're not going to do it. The human body requires movement, but it hates to be pushed to the limit of near death or feel like dying. Uh, you have to push yourself past that um, safety barrier that your body puts up for it. So you, we we've been we've been telling these athletes that they don't need to do extra work to be better. But would really doing the extra work really hurt that much, uh, or will it help them in the long run? Um, barring any injuries that are possible. Uh, I don't see an issue with an athlete saying, okay, I'm going to go throw, I'm going to go hit a hundred more free throws. I'm going to uh, go throw the discus um, 50 more times. I'm going to go throw the shot put an extra 20 times, whatever the case may be. I'm going to go work on my stance if I'm an offensive lineman. I'm going to work on my first step. I'm going to work on my punch. Um, I'm going to go work on the fundamentals, uh, even after like a two hour practice, they go out and they go do extra work. Uh, we all, uh, I don't see an issue with that. Now you're talking about going and doing like sub maximal squats and stuff like that, even though they've done some already and you're asking your body for, for an issue. Uh, that's different. That, that's, that's just that now we're talking about a little bit of common sense. Uh, you, there are millions of ways to train in order to get better at a sport, and and having a little bit of ex, doing a little bit of extra work uh, is not going to hurt you in any way. So you don't be afraid to push a little bit harder uh, every single day in your training. Now that that saying "embrace the suck" uh, is a good one to keep in the back of your mind when you're. When you're finding yourself that you want to quit, you're finding that that extra you have you you're halfway through and you're you're at the top the pit the pinnacle of your workout and uh, and you find yourself that you're like you're pushing you find yourself that you think you're pushing hard but you you're not really pushing as hard as you can. You got to be honest with yourself with these things, but it sucks. You're having a hard time. It's 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 you're you're you just want to walk away. You just want to go home. Tell yourself that you're going to feel better at the end of the at the end of it. When it comes to the end, you're going to feel accomplished. You're going to feel better about yourself because you didn't quit. Because you took the time to break through that barrier, and now you're in a different realm. You're a changed athlete. You're a better athlete. You embraced the suck. You asked for more instead of walking away from it. That's important uh, in all 
arenas of athletics. Um, so moving on from that, modern day warriors such as Navy SEALs, another way that you can use that kind of a mindset is to kind of think of yourself, kind of think of yourself as a warrior, right? You, If you had to take the time to look at who most resembles warriors outside of our uh, troops uh, around the world, uh, thank you for your service if you guys are listening, if anyone's listening, by the way. Uh, but if you're in in civilian society, people that come closest to being warriors would be athletes, in my opinion. You could disagree, which is fine. But there are certain attributes of, a, of an athlete that should match directly with a warrior, with, with someone who's who's training for war uh, and the way they conduct themselves as people, which spill over into the way they battle and et cetera, and how you could be during your competition. Um, there are seven main ones that I think that are important for you guys to be, to kind of take a look at at least. And, and I'll start, I'll just list them out first, then I'll talk about them. I'll come back and I'll talk about them. Uh, first is integrity. Second is respect. Third is courage. Fourth is honor. Fifth is compassion. Sixth is honesty. And seventh is loyalty. So when you bring it back to the beginning, talk integrity, it's not, it's not rocket science. You need to be someone who sits, sticks to their word. If you, if you tell your coach you're going to do something, you better do it. You better have integrity to do it. Don't lie to people. Don't um, say you're going to do one thing and then don't and then don't do something else or do this the do what you said you're going to do at a half-ass level. Um, in order for you, you if if your whole entire team decides to do what they say they're going to do, you're going to be a good team. Just like I know everyone out there hates the Patriots. Or, the, or loves them, depending on what part of the country you're listening to this. But Bill Belichick came out with do your job, which is extremely, think about it. We're talking about a, a, team, a, a, a field with 11 people on it, on one side. 11 people, if 11 people do what they're supposed to do, you're going to have success. If 10 people, you may not have success and down the line. But every single one of those 11 people need to have integrity. They need to do what they're supposed to do. They need to do what they say they're going to do. Um, but then moving on from that, you need to have respect, respect for yourself, respect for your team, and respect for your enemy even, respect for your competition. Uh, they are working hard too. So if you just disrespect them, you just ignore what they're doing or, or just kind of pass them off like they're going to be like they're going to be just easy to deal with you're asking for a problem because you're not going to be training as hard as you should be training respect for yourself respect yourself enough to work hard so you can beat your enemy respect your team enough to put all your effort in because you know everybody else on the team is putting all their effort in now Another thing, if you're an individual sport athlete, 
respecting your team could be your coach, uh, your the people who take care of you. Uh, they count just as much as if you're talking about a team sport. Uh, you should have the respect for them enough to put your all-out effort in. And, of course, respect for yourself to put all your all-out effort in. Um, a big one for, for warriors in particular is courage, because if you don't have courage, you're not going to be a very good warrior in war. You're going to be what they call a coward. Uh, if you extrapolate that into an athlete, you have to be willing to do hard work. You're going to have to be willing to take the field against people who may be bigger than you, may be stronger than you, may be uh, smarter than you are. The attributes could go on forever. Um, but you have to be willing to face those hardships or you're not going to do it. So you have to have the courage to face it. Um, now, honor is an interesting one because it kind of covers a couple of other things as well. Um, honor has a lot to do with respect as well. Uh, but what I'll say is that um, uh, you have to be willing out to, willing to, com uh, to carry out all orders. Well, I'll call them orders is what the – is what – They'll, you'll you'll use in 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 battle situations, but you'll have to be willing to carry out all the orders 100% with 100% effort. Um, you have to honor the task you're given. You have to embrace it. You have to love the thing that has been asked of you, or you're not going to honor it. You're not going to show the task or the order the respect and honor it deserves. Um, you may be given a task by your coach, for example, um, and you should own it. So your coach says, I need you to do this. Own that. They just handed a job down to you that they feel like you can do. So own it. Own that, own that particular situation and do it to your best ability. Simple as that. Um, and now we move into something that maybe people don't really think about nowadays, and that's compassion. Um, a lot, a lot of people on your team could be going through situations at home that have nothing to do with sports, so they're kind of going, they're kind of in a place where they don't want to be at at at, at practice, or, or or they're a little bit distracted at practice. Um, Take the time to ask what's up like how's it like what's going on like you want to talk about it because we all go through like sports sports will end at some point your sporting life is not going to go on forever and i know that may be hard for people to hear but at the same time it's important to realize that these things that you're cultivating now are going to be used in your life so Take the time to make a connection with your team. They should be like a family. <coughs> Excuse me. They should be like a family. You should take the time to get to know every single person on your team to the best of your ability because they're, they're fighting for you on the field. They're fighting for you in practice. They're training as hard as they can to, to make the team successful. So you should take at least a little bit of time to get to know them as people. And, uh, uh, penultimate uh, attribute, honesty. I hate a liar. I don't think very many people like liars. Um, lying about something that you th said you were going to do is dishonorable. Um, 
don't tell your coach that you can do something if you can't do it. You may truly, if you truly believe you can do it, then by all means, that's a different situation. But if you know that you can't do something, say you can't, or if you don't know a particular uh, play, or if you don't know how to do something, ask. You may get reamed for it, but whatever. Don't just say, yeah, I can do it, and then go and do it uh, and do it wrong um, because you're only hurting people at the end of the day. So be honest in all situations as much as possible as an athlete, as a human being in general. Take the time to, to really know who you are. Know your limitations. Know what you can and can't do. And if you can't do it, just say, I can't do it, but I'd like to learn. Don't lie. Oh, did you run that extra five wind sprints? No. Uh, yeah, I did. But you didn't. All you're doing is hurting yourself. You're not hurting uh, the coach by any stretch of the imagination. You'll end up hurting the team in the long run. But it's important that you you stay honest with your coach. Um, and then finally, uh, loyalty. So if we live in a kind of a weird place where we we see professional athletes jumping from team to team because they want more money um but then you see some athletes who stick with their team for as long as possible they don't pick up and leave they 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 do whatever they have to do to stay where they are because they love their team they love their home uh they they may have kids that live that now live and go to school there, um, whatever the case may be. But we'll take it down a little bit. And we'll talk about just from a team standpoint in high school or competitive uh, recreational sports. There aren't very many cases, especially specifically here in Canada, where you're allowed to just jump from team to team because of district issues and, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but if you're on a team, and you know you're going to be on a team for X amount of years, I don't know, four or five years. They're they're your team. Like they're there for you, and you should be there for them. Now, an interesting situation comes up specifically here in Canada for football, because I went through the system, is that you play uh, if you play for the the Toronto Thunder, that's where I that's where I played my recreational football is a summer league, but your team is filled with people that go to different high schools. So every single team, <coughs> sorry, every single team, generally speaking, in, in the summer league ha is comprised of a bunch of players, generally speaking, the best players from different high schools. And then fall comes around and you go to high school and then you go and you play those teams. You go play teams that had members of your, your Thunder Brotherhood <laughs> there, so it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, you have to, you have to separate the two. Uh, you know that when fall comes around, those people are now uh, your competition, and but then when summer comes around, they're on your team. I remember when uh, the year the year before we won uh, the OVFL championship in two thousand and nine, uh, we had won. The year before we had uh, the year before that, uh, we had won city championships at Birchmont Park Collegiate. Uh, that team had 
my team at Birchmount had a bunch of people that played for Thunder, but the other teams in the league, West Hill, et cetera, et cetera, you guys don't know these places, but that's not the point. They were made up of pe- people that we ended up winning the championship with. Um, during the fall, they had nothing but disdain, and then come summertime, uh, everything was forgotten, and we were on the road to trying to win a championship, which we ended up doing. Uh, it's just it's just weird how one month, not even one month, one week, uh, summer football ends at the end of uh, near the middle of August, and then school, uh, then school starts the last week of August, uh, beginning of September, and it's literally a couple weeks. Like two weeks ago, we were. <laughs> we were playing for a championship and then two weeks later we're playing against each other. Uh, it's just, it's, it, but that's the thing is that you have to have loyalty to whatever team you're on. You can't just go flip flopping in the middle, but that's a, that's an, ex, that's a, an extreme circumstance, but being loyal to your coaches, being loyal to your, uh, your trainers, being loyal to your teammates and, and, and being willing to lay it all on the line for them. Because if you're not, uh, what's the point? Go do an individual sport. Go play something else. Like for me, I I I played football, but I also was a power lifter and a strongman for a number of years while I was compete while I was playing in uh, playing football at the same time. Uh, so I had both. I had I had an individual sport that I was playing, and I was also playing football. So. You can do both, and 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 trust me, I was loyal to the coaches that helped me in powerlifting as well, which you to which you should be as well. Um, all of this being said, all of this being said, uh, you guys as athletes need to take the time to look at who you are as a person. No, it doesn't matter who you are; it just matters that you own who you are. You have to be self-aware of the things you're good at, the things you may be shit at, the things that you uh, need to work on, the things that you don't want to work on because you don't think that they're going to help you in the long run. That's great. It's important to know these things because if you don't, someone else is going to see them and exploit them. They're going to see they're going to see that you're weak in one area. They're going to see that you're see that you're mentally weak. I talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. Uh, it was a short one. It was like a four minute talking about strengths and and uh, and how there's different different styles of strength. And in this, and an athlete who who's looking to exploit a weakness is going to see that you may be weak mentally, and they're going to destroy you with intimidation tactics or or straight up trash talking or whatever the case may be. You may be the strongest person on the field, but if you can't handle a little bit of criticism and it makes you just go off, you're in trouble. So just take the time to really look at what you're good at or, more importantly, what you may be bad at and what you think needs to be fixed, what you think needs to be taken care of, what you think needs to improve, or what even what you think doesn't need to be touched. Even if you think it doesn't matter if I'm this or if I'm that, it doesn't matter if I'm that. As long as you are aware of it, that is what's important. It's important to embrace the suck. I've been saying important a lot, geez. Um, sorry. It's it's uh, 
it's imperative that you learn to embrace the suck because if you don't, you're just going to be hating your training. Everyone who goes through really hard training here and there really, they, and they're not like, and they're not loving it uh, on a cellular level. They, they're just going to quit. And, and I don't really want to talk about quitters because people say they, they, no one should quit or ever quit, but that's a different podcast. I'll get into that in a different podcast. But learning to embrace the suck, enjoying hardship is going to, or learning to teach yourself to enjoy hardship is important, <laughs> is important for progress. Um, it's going to make the progress a little bit easier. You're not going to be like, oh, I hate this. Oh, I, I don't want to do this. You're going to train yourself to know that doing the hard things is what are the things that are going to change you. Those are the transformation times. That's when you're going to be turned from a mediocre athlete into a great athlete or a mediocre um, person into a great person. It's those really hard situations that are going to change you as a person. They're going to make you see things differently. So that being said, go and seek out hardship if you have to. If that's what the type of person you are, by all means, by all by all means go ahead and find the thing that really pushes your limit. Learn a new tr skill. Uh, go for a long run. Go for a ruck with a lot of weight on your back and just go. Uh, try doing a hundred kettlebell swings in five minutes. Try, or sorry, not swings, snatches in, in five minutes with a decently heavy weight. Try doing 200 kettlebell swings, a uh, hundred per hand in 10 minutes. Um, or, uh, go walk up, uh, go, if you have a really tall building that here in Toronto, they have the, the CN Tower climb. If anyone doesn't know what the CN Tower is, it's a, it used to be the tallest freestanding building. It's no longer the tallest freestanding building. Um, but they, every year they have uh, a climb for charity. You climb up the stairs as fast as possible. Um, just find the thing. It doesn't matter what it is. Just find things that are going to test you as a person and let them change you into something better. Let them change you physically. Let them change you mentally. Uh, take those seven things I talked about in uh, in integrity, respect, courage, honor, compassion, honesty, and loyalty, and apply them to your life, and you'll find yourself becoming a better teammate, a better athlete in general. Um, with all that being said, uh, I'll see you guys uh, in the next podcast. I plan on, uh, I'm going to release some new stuff on the Facebook page, The Conscious Athlete. Uh, check out the uh, check out the the Instagram page. I'm I'm re I'm re uh, figure uh, refiguring or retooling the Instagram page as we speak. Uh, I'm gonna try to get the I'm gonna try to get uh, uh, the uh, domain name up. I'm gonna put out some more blog content, uh, some more writing for you guys uh, as we progress through this thing. Let me uh, let me know what you guys think. I want to hear from you guys. Maybe you guys think that. What I'm saying is ridiculous, which is fine. That's your opinion. Or maybe you think it's great. Let me know what you think I can do to improve. Let you let me know if, if there's any topics out there that you guys want me to talk about. Uh, and, and, I'll, and I'll try to do my best to get that done. But with all that being said, uh, 
get out there, guys, push yourself hard, work hard for what you believe you deserve, get it done, and have some fun while doing it. Have a good one, guys.